I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about how our sense of smell can change how we see colors, the pickiness of bees, and research that shows how listening to this show will increase your sense of well-being. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. We humans are fine-tuned stimuli-sensing machines. By some measures, we can sniff out more than a trillion odors, even in infinitesimal amounts. We might not have the best hearing in the animal world, but anyone who's heard a creak in the night knows that our ears are pretty amazing for sensing the world around us. But none of our senses live in isolation. Each one works with all the others to paint a more accurate picture of the world around us. Oh, absolutely. Like, I know the smell of food actually influences how we taste it, right? Yeah, 100%. When two or more of our senses work together, it's called sensory integration, and it can get pretty weird. For example... What floor of the skyscraper is this voice coming from? I don't know, um, the basement? And and this one comes from the observation deck. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little silly, but we associate high-pitched sounds with being physically higher. Integration happens literally every second. Uh, what flavor are orange Skittles? Uh, orange, of course. And green? Uh, lime. But isn't that just because those fruits are those colors? Perhaps, but now imagine an orange Skittle that tasted like banana. Ooh, gross. Okay, I see your point. It's like thinking you're about to take like a big swig of water and it turns out to be milk. Right. When the sensory details turn out to be different from our expectations, it can be really jarring. And that's how powerful sensory integration can be. And a new study is showing that it goes even deeper than we thought. Okay, how so? Well, we know that smell influences taste. Hot temperatures feel brighter. And you can look at a flower and anticipate its smell. You can even close your eyes and feel something and draw out a visual image of it in your mind. But researchers are suggesting that odors actually change the way we perceive color. Whoa, okay, so smell influences vision? Exactly. So they took 24 participants and put each one in a room that was totally controlled for sensory details. They weren't allowed to wear perfume or deodorant. Okay, I hope it was an air-conditioned room. Otherwise, that would have made the sensory details go a little haywire. I'm I'm sure they made sure it was comfortable. So as the experiment began, they ran an air purifier to make sure it was extra and especially bland in there. And then the fun began. They pumped in one of six scents. Caramel, cherry, coffee, lemon, peppermint, and a sort of, like, non-odor for a control. Once the participant was inundated with the odor, a screen showed them a random color, and they were asked to use a slider to adjust the color to gray. Okay, so while they were smelling something, they had to turn a screen gray. I'm not sure where this is going. Well, generally speaking, they weren't so good at finding gray. Instead, they found hues that were associated with the odors they were whiffing. For example, the coffee scent led to a red-brown hue mistaken for gray. 
With caramel, they perceived gray as a color enriched with yellow. Whoa. Okay, so it's not just that they associated the smell with the color in their minds. It actually influenced what they saw on the screen. Yep. That's sensory integration at its finest. And when they smelled a neutral odor... They found true gray? Yeah. And here's a fun twist. They also found true gray when they smelled peppermint. (laughs) Maybe turning the gray toward red and white stripes was too obvious. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. They don't know exactly why, and that's what's so exciting about this study. It highlights just how little we know about sensory integration. Like, if smell can make us unable to see true gray, what else are our senses making us wrong about? And where do these associations come from? What if we smelled a specific scent for the first time? Would that influence our other senses? Well, if researchers figure that out, you'll hear about it right here. I mean, just make sure you're, I don't know, sitting in a scentless room when you're listening. Honeybees might be little guys, but they pack a punch, and not just when they use their little stingers. They're one of the most essential pollinators in the world and are one of the keys to the biodiversity that we all depend on for survival. So think about this. By some measures, they are responsible for pollinating a third of the world's food production. I know the news of their demise might have been premature, but every time there's a story about how bees might be struggling in the wild, it hits really hard. Oh, absolutely. That's a sign of how absolutely critical they are for our survival. Massive hive and colony collapses, they always make the headlines. So a research team wanted to investigate something that has largely gone unstudied. What do bees eat? I guess I always thought they ate flower stuff, (laughs) like nectar and pollen. Yes, that's right. But how do they choose which pollen and which nectar to nibble on? Oh, man, isn't it just like me when I get a late night hankering for something? I just go with whatever is open. Aren't they just flying to the nearest flower and chowing down? So that's what scientists had originally assumed, but this new study makes them think they had it all wrong. Bees might just be really picky eaters. Huh, That yeah, that's a surprise. How do you find something like that out? Do you give them a tiny taste test and ask them to fill out a little bee-sized survey? <laughs> be very cute. Uh-huh, totally impossible, but cute. Oh. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> Sorry. The researchers investigated 43 honeybee colonies across six apiaries during a single summer. They wanted to understand how they picked the flowers for nectar and pollen, so they gathered the honey and some of the pollen the bees stored in their hives and tested its DNA. It's like CSI beehive. (laughs) Yes, it's very high-tech stuff. So it turns out that while the bees seek diversity in their diets, they actually have a pretty discerning taste. They forage selectively from less than half of the available plant types in the area for both nectar and pollen, and they show a preference for certain blooms. So it's not just about what's available. The bees are actually making choices. Yep. There are some plant restaurants they just don't take out from. But another surprise is that their choices were guided more by the seasons than the type of plants around. And some of them are nectar collectors, sipping on the sugary nectar cocktails, while others prefer to munch on the pollen protein power bars. But overall, they tend to stick to the same flowers. I guess I never just thought of bees as being picky eaters. (laughs) I know, right? But they definitely know what they want, and they go out of their way to get it. And knowing that can help researchers and beekeepers get a better sense of how to help them and keep their colonies healthy and happy. And I guess if one bee sees a line of bees waiting outside of one flower, it probably wonders what all of the buzz is about. (sighs) You You had to fit one in there, didn't you? Good job. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Curiosity Daily can be like a religious experience. <laughs> okay, listen. I know there's a lot of people who like this show, but I think you might be overdoing it. Just a little bit. Uh, Not according to a new study that looked at something called the spirituality of science. The results could not only help to explain how science can lead to a boost in our sense of well-being, it could also help students study for their next big test. Okay, so I definitely have some super strong feelings about science. I mean, there's nothing like hearing about an incredible new breakthrough, but I literally host a podcast about breakthrough science stories. I I just assumed I was biased. Like, what if you hate science? (laughs) Maybe hearing about the study will lead to a revelation. Oh, goodness. Yes, good one. (laughs) So researchers at the University of Warwick in the UK wanted to understand how science is perceived by people emotionally. To find out, they did three different studies. The first one asked nearly 1,200 people about their feelings of transcendence, meaning, and connection when engaging with science. Okay, so transcendence, meaning, and connection are all words I would associate with something like spirituality. Exactly. This first study found that the participants' spirituality of science was related to their belief in science itself, but was very specifically associated with feelings of awe. Like those moments on our show when the science just makes you go, wow, what the? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. I mean, hearing about science isn't just about facts, right? There's... I mean, there's an emotional aspect. Absolutely. So for the second study, they specifically gathered over 500 atheists and agnostics, those people who either question or don't believe in the existence of God. Now, the thing is, research has suggested that religious belief is a predictor of positive mental well-being, which would seem to imply that non-religious people, well, experience less well-being. Sure, I guess that makes sense. But they found a positive correlation between the spirituality of science and the psychological well-being of the participants of this group. Those who experienced a sense of spirituality or awe when they engaged with scientific concepts reported having higher levels of happiness and a greater sense of meaning in their lives. So science is kind of like a religious experience. In a way. But that means these feelings we have are a lot less about religion itself and more about the sense of awe that it inspires. And you can get a good old jolt of that sense from science. Okay, so atheists aren't necessarily missing out on anything, in other words. Well, if they are, it's not because they're non-religious. So the third study took all of this a step further. They saw the association between science and feelings of well-being. Now they wanted to see if the spirituality of science could lead to other good outcomes, like better test scores. Okay, I'm going to guess that when you feel a sense of awe about a science story, you have an easier time understanding it. Am I close? Oh, you are closer than close. You nailed it. So participants were given sciencey stuff to engage with, and researchers measured not only their emotional and spiritual responses, but also how well they engaged with it and their ability to remember it afterward. And yeah, the people who felt awe and profound connection were more likely to be engaged learners. And that meant better recall of the scientific details. 
Why why didn't I know about this before in Chem 101? <laughs> I know, right? This study is a wake-up call to science educators. Science shouldn't be dry and emotionless, but should try to inspire the same sense of wonder you might associate with really rich and emotional religious experiences. Not only will students be more likely to learn the material, they'll also have a better sense of general well-being. Or, or hear me out, you could just go down the rabbit hole of curiosity daily. <laughs> Are you feeling down? Listen to one episode and call me in the morning. <laughs> Good. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. A captivating new study revealed that a whiff of coffee or caramel can subtly warp our perception of color, tricking our brains into seeing shades of gray tinged with unexpected hues. This sensory illusion highlights the mysterious and intricate ways that our senses intertwine, painting our world with the invisible brush of aroma. In a study of honeybee foraging habits, researchers found that bees prefer a surprisingly limited menu of flowers for their nectar and pollen, with these preferences shaped by the season and the bee's location, a discovery made possible by cutting-edge DNA analysis. This insight into bee behavior challenges our understanding of how these vital pollinators interact with their ecosystem throughout the summer. Researchers have found that experiencing a sense of awe through science can improve mental well-being and enhance learning, much like the effects traditionally linked to religious spirituality. Feeling spiritually moved by science doesn't just make people happier, it also helps them engage more deeply and remember more in the classroom. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.